This is the Scoop for Wednesday. Good morning. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines. In a controversial move, last month, the Sarasota County Commission cut funding for various social service programs, including child care and homeless services. But WMNF's Chris Young reports that the commission has now reversed the cuts. The commission had voted to cut funding for various programs, including the Boys and Girls Club and the Early Learning Coalition. The funding cuts were based on a scoring system presented by Commissioner Mike Moran. But last week, they reversed the decision. Ron Kutzinger is the chair of the Sarasota County Commission. This was not an accurate representation of how these groups scored. These were high-scoring groups. But because of the fact that uh, one individual scored them in safety, one one scored them in shelter, it totally made the results inaccurate. Commissioner Mike Moran acknowledged inconsistencies in the scoring process. There's been a lot of um, misinterpretation of this. Frankly, I think some of it's purposeful, but I'll get over it. Republican State Representative Fiona McFarland spoke out against the cuts, specifically for the Early Learning Coalition. So whether you're doing it for the kids to get them ready for kindergarten, or you're doing it for the parents to get them in the workforce, or you're just doing it because it makes good financial state, good financial sense because we're going to match it at the state level, I urge you to do so. However, by Moran's scoring system, it would have lost funding. I thought it was an ineligible expense for the Sarasota County taxpayer to pay for daycare. It did not fit food, shelter, safety, mental health, substance abuse, or jail diversion, it wasn't eligible. The county commission voted to restore over a million dollars in funding for the various programs, including the Early Learning Coalition. For WMNF News, I'm Chris Young. A federal trial over Florida's congressional map could wrap up early this week. As Valerie Crowder reports, attorneys for civil rights groups and voters are suing over North Florida's districts, called their witness uh, final witnesses yesterday. Governor Ron DeSantis last year signed a map that eliminated the region's only district where African-American voters could elect their candidate of choice to Congress. Florida Democratic House Minority Leader Fentress Driscoll of Tampa took the stand Monday morning and spoke with WFSU News after her testimony. The maps are just bad. They're unconstitutional. And I think that legislative leadership knew that. That is why when the governor drew his map and first admitted a map back in January 2022, legislative leadership practically ignored it. They wanted to continue on with business as usual. When the Florida Supreme Court declined to issue an advisory opinion to the governor, the legislative leadership said, great, we're moving forward with our process. DeSantis vetoed two maps from the legislature that would have kept a black performing district in North Florida. After that, he called lawmakers into a special session to pass his plan. Witnesses who've testified in the case so far include redistricting experts, voters, and officials involved in last year's map drawing process. The trial is expected to wrap up early this week. Meanwhile, a similar challenge in state court is ongoing, and plaintiffs are hoping for changes to the map as a result of that case in time for the 2024 elections. I'm Valerie Crowder. New College of Florida's newly created sports teams will compete in the Sun Conference of the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics starting next year, the conference announced yesterday. In the same day, the school fired its communications chief, Ryan Terry, after only two months on the job. New College's membership in the conference will take effect in July. New College, a small public college in Sarasota, has launched six athletic teams this academic year. Men's and women's soccer and basketball teams, a baseball team, and a softball team, none of which existed on campus before. 
The teams were created amid wide-ranging changes spearheaded by Governor Ron DeSantis and other state officials. The school has also created a mascot for the teams, the Mighty Banyans. New College Interim President Richard Corcoran touted the school's acceptance into the National Association of Intercollegiate Athletics, commonly known as the NAIA, the sanctioning body for the Sun Conference. Meanwhile, the new College Board of Trustees is slated today to select a president with Corcoran among three candidates. This will be the first time the school has ever had such athletic teams. Most of the tropical cyclones formed this hurricane season have stayed well away from Florida and the eastern seaboard, with notable exceptions being Hurricane Idalia and Tropical Storm Ophelia. The reason? This year's El Nino season brought with it a high-pressure system in the Atlantic. But in the last couple months of hurricane season, that pattern is likely to change. That's according to Jeff George, chief meteorologist and director of the Florida Public Radio Emergency Network. The um, Atlantic Basin, that main development region, will start to shut down as we head into October and November. So on a yearly basis, climatologically, um, the, the tendency for most storms that form will be in the Caribbean and the Gulf. As less easterly waves begin to come off the coast of Africa, severe hurricanes become a lesser threat for the continental U.S. George says that future storms brewing in the Caribbean and Gulf between now and the end of November are generally expected to run into wind shear from El Nino. That would make it more difficult for the system to develop and curb its chances of hitting the Sunshine State. The launch of a NASA mission from Kennedy Space Center to a peculiar metallic asteroid has been delayed a week. WMFE's Brendan Byrne reports the newest setback cuts into a shrinking launch window. NASA has a slim window to launch the robotic spacecraft to the asteroid belt, where it will study the 170-mile-wide asteroid Psyche. That window closes on October 25th. Issues with the spacecraft's thrusters have pushed the launch on SpaceX's Falcon Heavy rocket from this week into next, with daily launch opportunities starting on October 12th. Unlike many asteroids that are made up of rock or ice, Psyche is made of metal, and scientists believe it is the exposed core of a planet. Studying it will give insight into how our own planet formed. Mission managers missed a launch window last year due to software testing issues. I'm Brendan Byrne in Orlando. For the weather, it's slightly cool and cloudy in the Tampa Bay area. Highs today around 90, overnight lows in the lower 70s, a mostly sunny week ahead. I'm Josh Holton with the WMNF News Headlines on 88.5 FM and the WMNF app. This is The Scoop, recorded at WMNF Tampa.